Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bagel Bites. Uh, I'm Robin Nagel, and this is just a podcast series. We got to talk about the random things that I want to talk about. And uh, today I'm going to be talking about dragons, uh, because that's how this podcast is scripted. I talk about the things that I want to talk about, and today I want to talk about dragons. <laughs> um, one of the reasons for that is uh, it's one of those things that really just got me fascinated in mythology when I was younger. And uh, really led into uh, why I started studying ancient Near East mythology and how I really got to the uh, background of biblical knowledge that I have and historical knowledge. Um, it's just one of those things that uh, early on really fascinated me. And uh, yeah, uh, and that's uh, the point of this podcast that I just talk about random things. So uh, it started uh, when I was. Uh, probably like seven or eight years old, I think. Um, obviously, dragons are just one of those like mythological creatures that are, uh, you know, awesome, and uh, they're obviously in all different types of fantasy novels and uh, things like that. They're one of the obviously most common uh, mythological or uh, fantasy creatures. So, yeah, I think uh, it started when. Uh, so believe it or not, I used to draw as a kid awfully. I never got good, no matter how much practice I put into it. Um, I usually drew um, characters, I guess. I think it was like more like a, like a superhero type of deals, is I would draw uh, random characters and then I'd have like a list of their abilities and things like that. I was trying to create uh, different characters for different things. I think I wrote some short stories. Um, it's kind of led to uh, why I write today um, and things like that. But when I was drawing, my sister ended up giving me a, a stuffed dragon that, like, her or plausibly a boyfriend at the time. This is a long time ago. I don't remember everything. <laughs> um, no matter how. Uh, how people seem to think that I have really good memory. I promise you, I don't remember everything. Um, but somebody, uh, whether it was my sister or someone with her, uh, got me this stuffed dragon. It's a uh, purple. It's got a green belly. I still have it somewhere in a box in my basement, with lots of other dragons, uh, because it started a collection of mine uh, that went on for uh, I don't know, probably a decade or so, and uh, it's led to why. I I have, like, a dragon D20 tattooed on me and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, so I got this dragon. I started drawing it, and uh, it obviously wasn't good. It was, like, a standing-up dragon, like, sick figure type of deal. But I, I remember this memory. I remember where this obsession started. <laughs> like, I, I wish I had the date, but I don't. Um, but, yeah, I got... Uh, it was just something that fascinated me. I got obsessed with dragons. Uh, I read almost all the books in like my middle school library about dragons there are a couple that i really wish i remember the titles of so that i could reread them and see how they hold up from an adult perspective um yeah i i have no idea i think it was like uh i think one of the authors was mercadius lackey i know she writes uh fantasy novels and some of them have dragons on them but i can't really be sure i remember like snippets of the story uh, I read, like, the Aragon books, I read, um, Joust and Ulta, those, those books of, like, dragon riders and stuff, but the thing that 
really hooked me and really changed how I look at things was when you slowly start thinking about how um, all these different people groups across the world uh, that had no contact with each other for a long, long time, the majority of them have a dragon or dragon type of creature in their mythology. And why that's a thing, uh, something that really got me thinking, got me studying and researching. Uh, so I'm one of the kids that had like those dragonology books uh, that had like fake scales and like little powder and stuff like that. And uh, uh, there's other ones, I forget. I think there's one for like mermaids and other fantasy creatures. Um, but I definitely have that book. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on my bookshelf because why would I keep it in a box, I guess? I don't know. Um, but uh, the, uh, I don't know, uh, funny thing about uh, studying it is like uh, those types of books uh, make it like, oh, all these people obviously had uh, some type of experience with a dragon uh, and dragons were real. That's like the case for those types of books. Uh, whereas, obviously, like, the caveat is, yeah, clearly they're fictional. Um, but even in, uh, school, when I went, uh, uh, to college and, uh, was getting my degree in biblical and theological studies, in one of my classes was wisdom literature, and we were asked to write a, uh, paper on one of the books of wisdom literature. I, I picked Job and... I picked uh, the chapter that talks about Leviathan. It's uh, chapter 48, I believe. 48 and 49. And uh, I, I wrote about it because uh, it's it, it describes a dragon. Like, the Leviathan is clearly a dragon. It has scales, it breathes fire, like, all these things. Uh, it's a sea dragon, but it's still a dragon. And I, like, combed through commentators and... Uh, just, I really wanted to find one commentary that had, like, the balls to say that this was a dragon. Everybody else was like, oh, it's probably, like, an alligator or, like, a great beast or, like, something like that, and it's very imaginative and stuff. But I'm like, no, like, it, they describe a dragon. It's very clear. <laughs> um, all these other cultures describe dragons without uh, having any uh, uh, contact with each other. Why is that? So... I started studying that, and uh, it really got me interested in mythology, and uh, as I said at the beginning of this, the beginning pursuit of uh, knowledge in this type of context, and one of the things that you find uh, is obviously dragons weren't real, <laughs> um, and it wasn't that they had random interactions with them, uh, but when you create stories, um, and all cultures create them, they create you know, the you have to have some type of main enemy uh, that you're fighting against, and uh, the majority of people pick a dragon because of uh, they're scary, they're powerful. Um, you know, uh, multiple stories of them being evil, uh, chaos creatures, chaos monsters. Um, a lot of different terminologies used for them in different types of uh, ancient Near East mythology and even uh, like Chinese mythology. Um, Chinese mythology is generally leans more towards wisdom, and they're kind of a neutral creature, but still, um, they have them, so what is the commonality between them? Uh, and one of the issues of 
uh, Leviathan was that they said it was a uh, like an alligator or a crocodile, and the it was actually there were like reflection the the fire uh, out of its nose was actually the uh, steam coming out of its nose on cold water essentially, and uh, that was their explanation because no one wanted to say that this was a scrab and a dragon, and uh, one of the things about that is uh, there's this uh, idea that fear is kind of something that's just embedded in all uh, humans. It's the thing, it's one of those survival instincts. If you're afraid of something dangerous, you'll run away or fight it, and uh, the flight or fight uh, type scenario. And uh, that fear kind of drives imagination. And uh, you hear what you mean, you watch horror stories and movies and stuff, and... Uh, that fear uh, creates that imagination uh, to kind of ramp up and create these, uh, you know, crazy, insane uh, monsters and stuff like that. And one of them happens to be a dragon. Uh, and you can look through every context of how these were created. So the backing of a uh, crocodile for um, the Near East being that that was a very scary beast to have a run-in with. You know, it had sharp teeth, it would clamp down, uh, it could get uh, real dangerous. But when you slap wings on it and give it the ability to breathe fire, it gets even scarier. Same thing with, like, uh, China. You look at a snake, snake's pretty scary, a lot of them can be venomous. Um, but again, when you give it the ability to fly and uh, breathe fire, it gets even scarier. And that uh, fear proponent kind of instilled this uh, imagination muscle, and it just happens that the majority of things that people were scared about were uh, some type of lizard. Um, and when you give it powers, essentially, uh, it gets even worse. Um, and that kind of kind of commonality between humans across the world uh, created this idea that dragons were um, all over. Uh, and the reason why um, this is a very prevalent theory is because obviously not everybody calls them dragons. If everybody called them dragons, then dragons were real. That's just how that works. <laughs> but uh, you call them uh, weirvin, you call them uh, chaos monsters, you call them dragons, you call them uh, all different leviathan, you call them all different names. Um, but they they uh, explain and uh, give the imagery of this reptile with wings that breathes fire. And uh, obviously not all of them have the same uh, physical uh, makeup. Some of them have two wing or two uh, feet and wings. Um, some of them have four feet and wings. Uh, some of them have no wings and, uh, you know, they're like a snake and they just fly around with magic, I guess. And, uh, yeah, obviously they're all different, and they all go by different names because of different cultures. Um, and now we can look back and say, and group them all as dragons and stuff like that when we talk about mythological creatures. Um, and that's kind of how that got messy with like books that try to uh, create the scenario that they actually exist. Um, but yeah, I hope this was interesting. Um, it's one of those kid obsessions that I still kind of have... Um, and it's kind of the root to 
obviously why I study mythology, um, because I was interested in it as a kid. Uh, it's odd that some people have similar stories, and I'll go through that also uh, on other podcasts and stuff of why certain stories seem similar uh, across cultures um, when talking about biblical narrative versus like Mesopotamian narratives. Um, but yeah, so as always, thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, obviously, it was very random and fun, hopefully. Um, and yeah, I appreciate uh, everybody that listens and uh, comments and all the things. Uh, so I'll catch you guys at the next one.